Welcome to 30 Minutes with the Perrys. You sound like somebody old church mama who know how to fry chicken and they ankle swollen. I sound like I was I was in the house. You sound like you was in the field. No, you sound like one of the women in the South to leave their front door open with the I, spring door closed because they want the flies to come in. <laughs> I sound like that lady on the Popeye's commercial. That's what, what I sound like. She come said, and eat she, my Southern fried Popeye's. <laughs> Why did be hot? That's such a stereotype. Yeah. Bro. I feel like they make it look like that she older than what she really is. I think she like 19. <laughs> she got that haircut like that girl on Girlfriends. <laughs> anyway, we way off topic. How y'all doing? I'm so glad that y'all joined us yeah, again. Man. How y'all doing out there? What y'all doing? Y'all probably, y'all either washing dishes. Or driving. Driving on your way to school, on, on your way back from Target. If you came back from Target, I'm going to need you to repent now. If you're you in know. New York, you're on a train. Yeah, you in Chicago, you on the train. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing if you're in California, you're on a bike. In the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> driving. The Uber. Anyway, um, if y'all joined us last week, you know that last week we let we let the cat out the bag. We we went there. Yeah, we went there. The, the closet door is open. Yeah, and all the skeletons and fell up out of. We didn't talk about all our little business. We talked about how I fell into pornography and um, how pornography isn't always just merely a lusting when um, men fall into it, but it's. Uh, a lot of times it's a deep emotional disconnection that men have and a deep emotional need that men have that they try to feel. And, um, just, yeah, just trying to connect the two. And you dropped a profound bomb at the end. If I had a, a bomb button, I would play it. But I don't have one. So I think that was good enough. Did yeah, you like that? Not really, but... You, I thought it was great. You tried. I did. But you said how a lot of times we talk about how men... They just be lit, and you know what I mean by lit? They get lit without no type of switch being turned on. It's just, you know, I, I took one pants leg off, and y'all get excited, or I flipped my hair, or I got, you know, I don't know, anything. I said hello too loud, and you just get happy, and we just don't understand why your leg is lifted up, pun intended. What? <laughs> but you said you think that men, men don't need all this other stuff to be ready sexually because it's kind of a picture of how Jesus didn't need anything other than his love to initiate in his pursuit of us. Yeah, because I think that a, a woman can feel objectified in a marriage when they when they feel like this is just a physical need that they're trying to fulfill and they're using my body to do so. Yes. Right? Um, and I feel is I feel I feel as though if a woman doesn't understand that it's that it that it's also a, a, an emotional connection that a man has mm -hmm. we just don't need to be prepped for it mm -hmm. it's just there like it's just there with Christ he doesn't he didn't need to be prepped well, the to crazy, receive our love but I also think not many men either have not acknowledged that this is an emotional need or know how to acknowledge that that this is an emotional need you know what I'm saying and so the woman is left to come to her own conclusions because it feels like you just want to smash because you just want to smash. Like well, it has nothing to do with your love for me. But I don't think this is an excuse for all men who watch porn. I just want to say that again. I think that uh, a lot of times and in a lot of cases in marriage that this can be the case. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I think that I think men have to identify that. Yeah. Right. 
um, and have to identify how God has wired them. And I think women have to understand how God has made men mm-hmm. to to know that no, nah, like I, I'm an emotional being as well. Hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not this unemotional person. I'm an, I'm an emotional being with with needs that God has created different than a woman. Yeah. It just looks different practically. Yeah. And I think that if we when we understand that, we can understand how a man might feel rejected when his needs is looked at like in a wrong way yeah. and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's the hard thing in marriage that we have to understand how God has created us. Yeah. Um, and by doing so, I think that's where we were able to figure a lot of stuff out um, before we get into finishing up our conversation on um, just the, the season of pornography uh, that you were in and stuff like that. And my response to it, um, I think me understanding and figuring out that you are much more complicated than how I made you out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just limiting you to being a sexual being and not also an emotional being and a whole being. I think it helped me to humble myself and seeing that, no, like, even though he sinned against me in this way, a lot of it is out of a need to just be loved too. You know, and so it's not just that you want my body for the sake of wanting my body is that you want me. And I think that was really intriguing and still hard to um, understand, understand or even believe all the time, seeing that my trauma has affected. And I I can see that. I can see how that can sound like a cop out. And I can see how some women out there might be like, yo, this is a lie. He's just lustful. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to find a cop out for my lust. Um, but I, I want to help people. And the only reason why I wanted to come out and tell my business is because I really want to help people out there who are in marriage to know that uh, you cannot alone fulfill your husband's needs. But I think that you can help him when you understand how he's made. Hmm. And I think that you can help him when you understand how God has made him, that he's emotional just like you. It just doesn't look like you. Um, and and he can help himself yeah. if he understands how, yeah, how, how he's made. Absolutely. Um, so last week I told y'all how uh, I found pornography on Preston's. Oh, by the way, get your kids away from here. They don't need to be listening to this. You probably figured that out by now. But go on and turn. Mommy, what's porn? <laughs> we don't want nobody emailing that us. That is a conversation we need not have at this moment. Uh, so get them on. Go and give them some toys or something. Um, make them clean up. Baby, ain't a four-year-old can sweep. They arms work, you know. <laughs> what? Just carry on, man. Anyway, <laughs> I found some pornography on Preston's iPad. And some people were over the house. And so I, I wanted to and knew I needed to confront him. But it was just this weird space of having to keep it inside for two to three hours until people left, uh, which is irritating. Uh, And I didn't want to let myself cry. Um, One, I'm not the most emotional person you'll meet. But if I do cry, my eyes look like I smoke 16 blunts. And so I can't hide it no more. So I had to keep I had to keep that in. And so finally, we get alone. And I don't even remember. So let me stop you right there, babe. When you first saw it, how did you feel? Shock. It felt it, it literally it just felt like shock. I just I did not think that was a struggle you had. I yeah. really, really, really didn't. And then I, I think I put you on a pedestal in many ways where it's just like, honestly, you are 
a really good husband. You love me well. You're honest. You confess easy. You're vulnerable. You're open. You have accountability. You're always challenged to say no and die to sin. And so for me, I'm like, oh, if he's struggling, he would tell me that that was just my assumption. Um, and so I think when I saw it, it was just like, whoa, this is a thing. And now this is a thing that I have to say something about. Um, and so we sat on the couch and I, I don't know, we ain't got to go into details, but I, I confronted you about it. And I think initially, I think you thought that I would respond how I have to other confessions of yours, whether it's, mm-hmm. hey, I struggle I did. with watching, you know, he might see a picture on Instagram. And it's just like, oh, this picture made me feel some type of way. And he'll let me know. Or I was tempted by this person. He'll let me know and vice versa. I'll let him know and let him in on my temptation. So I think you expected my response to be the same. Were you surprised when it wasn't? I was very surprised. I thought that you was going to be hurt. I thought that um, you were um, going to be sad about it, but I didn't think that you would feel like the betrayal that you felt because hmm. when I was in it, I didn't feel like it was, I was betraying you. Mm-hmm. I felt like in a, in a weird perverted um, way, I felt like, I was helping myself cope with the frustrations in my marriage. Mm. Um, and I felt like um, instead of being mad at her, you know, that uh, we've been on the road for three days and then we came back and we didn't do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just kind of, you know, when she leaves, just kind of get this little outlet out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, if I start falling into it deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so, I just kind of felt like, yeah, I was going to explain it. (laughs) I really just kind of felt like I was going to explain it and you were going to understand. And then we would probably have to get counseling or something. Or I didn't think that you would be as hurt as you were. And when I saw how hurt you were, it, it killed me. Yeah. Like it literally like, you know, and the hurt. So when I confronted you about it, we talked for some time and I let you know that this, this kind of thing cannot persist um, in our relationship. Like it, it, it just can't. Yeah. This, this has to stop. The thing that was interesting is how it felt like grief. Like there was, there was a real grieving that I had to go through grieving. The death is a dramatic word, but in a sense, grieving the death of the pedestal that I placed you on and seeing you as more human which is, I think is a good thing because it means I pray for you more often and I'm more sensitive to uh, your struggles and how the, the enemy may be after you. And so I think that's healthy, but also grieving, grieving the ease that I would have preferred for us to have where it's like, okay, here's another thing that we have to work through and talk to uh, leaders about and figure out. And, yeah. and, and it, it felt like a lot of the work mm-hmm. that we had been put in, that we have been putting in for the last four and a half, five years, it felt like a reversal of that, especially as I've been seeing counseling, getting counseled and therapy to, to, to see sex in a healthy and pure way instead of sex through the lens of uh, my molestation. Like, it felt like, man, this just redid everything that I've been working hard yeah. not to believe. And that was one of the hardest things for me to embrace um, when I realized that's what I did. Yeah, I, I was like, I made us go backwards in this way. 
And it just showed me that sin is never worth it. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's really never worth it. Not only um, did I not know what affects you in the way that it did, but it affected our marriage, um, like in some in some ways. Um, and God has been faithful since then, of yeah. course. Um, but it was just like, man, this is this is definitely not worth it. But um, but in a weird way, I was so grateful yeah. that it was out. Mm-hmm. It was like this this gratefulness that I had, like God, um, because I fell into sin so deep in this area for some 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 months. I needed to be exposed for you to answer my prayer and taking this thing away from me. Yeah. Because what it did was when I saw the hurt and saw the pain, it clicked. Yeah. Like, wow, because this is definitely not worth it. And I don't never see myself ever wanting to bring my wife through this yeah. ever again. Cause in your, in um, your sin, it's not like you remember that this actually affected a person. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you thought about yourself and not to condemn you, but it that's just the reality of any sin. But that's what that? that's what sin is sin sin is such a selfish thing. Yeah. It is such a selfish thing. It is like uh and then it's such a deceitful thing. It it, it tells you that oh like I'm 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 helping the situation almost. Yeah, and that's the thing. Sin is such a selfish thing. Um and it's such a deceitful thing because in me being mad at God and mad at you sometimes when our intimacy wasn't the way it was, I will I will watch porn and but I I realized after you know God exposed me with the porn that um, in me being mad I I really thought about the struggles you have. Hmm. I didn't I didn't think about your struggles. I didn't think about how you were affected. Mm-hmm. I just thought about how your how how you're affected affected me yeah and how you know um it it made me um feel emotionally disconnected it made me feel rejected yeah i didn't think about like i didn't i didn't truly i, I knew what you went through in theory mm-hmm. like i knew what you went through but i didn't meditate on 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 like oh she you know she she has experienced molestation she has experienced father abandonment like mm-hmm. i didn't think about those things mm-hmm. and i think that's what that's when we fall in sin, when we don't think about God and we don't think about our neighbor Oof. as ourselves. And I didn't. I didn't think about I didn't think about how God will receive this, but I also didn't think about all you went through. Yeah. I just thought about, yeah, how how you went through affecting me. Mm. Um that's and that's deep. sinful, you know. One one thing I realized uh a couple months ago, we did a periscope about how to, I think, love your spouse when they're tempted or something. And I realized that um, my advice, though valuable and though true, I think also hadn't been tested fully. Um, Because up until that point, you confessed quickly. Up until that point, you confessed uh, rarely even. Um, It wasn't like I hadn't gotten, I hadn't experienced you being exposed or anything. And so the challenge of loving you was deeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was like, oh, everything that I just told these people is actually being put to the test now. If mm-hmm. I actually am going to practice how to love your spouse when they have confessed a particular sin and the sin that affects you. Um, I, I had called my counselor because I told her, 
I feel like I'm going to shut down. If you know anything about me, I'm an introvert, but I'm also somebody who has been um, affected by people. And so my tendency is to shut down emotionally where I don't feel anything. And I can become a very hard hearted person when I get to that point. And so I, I sensed myself going that direction. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot give him any more access to my heart because that is a dangerous thing to do. And so I called her and I said, Hey, I don't know how to, I don't know how to avoid this. And she was like, you have to realize that you don't have an option. She's like, you don't have an option of shutting down because you have to love him well. You have to love your children well, and you have to love God well. Um, She was like, but you need mercy. She pointed me to um, this scripture. I think it's Colossians 3.12, which says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. And that really got to me. Um, compassion uh, can be understood in the scriptures also as mercy. And I think what I needed the most to love you well and to forgive you even and to function in that love was mercy. Yeah. And so I just I prayed every day and I asked God to give me mercy, to give me a heart of compassion, because when you're sinned against, it's. I want to harden my heart, but I also want to be self-righteous because that was a big part of what was jacking me up is that I'm like, I'm over here saying no to all types of sin all the time, (laughs) you know, but I'm not giving into it, which is the truth, but it's not the posture of heart that I needed that because that God don't rock with that either as if in light of his holiness and the light of how awesome he is. I'm still not a a wretched mess. And so I needed more than anything, not to judge you or to think that I was better than you or more self-controlled than you. I needed to have compassion and mercy for you. And really God did it. It was, it was a, it was a strange thing One, I, I was begging him for it, but also it wasn't just me meditating on the scriptures, begging God to do a work. It was also your response to your sin. That really did something to me because you were, you looked sad for, cause this went on for some days. Like we were not talking um, because I just, I, I didn't have, I didn't have words for you and it wasn't, yeah, it's, I have to figure myself out. I have to figure out how I feel. And in this space and time, I, I can't talk <laughs> right now. Um, and you, you gave me the freedom to be in that space. You gave me the freedom to grieve openly even, but also I saw that you weren't, I think you not trying to rush me out of my grief showed me some humility on your part, but also me seeing the sadness. Like when we sat down with our pastor about it and how you cried. And that was not, that wasn't the first time. Like that was a few times I had seen you cry over the course of some days where it's just like, this man is really, I was broken. really humbled by this. I, I was broken because I think, Man, God did it, and and God did it in a sense of, I'm going to show you how much your sin affects people mm. by exposing this, so you see. And I like, I felt like after I got out of that season of just sadness, um, dealing with a little self condemnation, and then talking to my pastor, like, yo, Preston, like this self con, he told me your self condemnation is a is a form of self righteousness, mm-hmm. self righteousness. Like you need to know that. You, this shows you that you need to run to Jesus and just in, in, in that process, like I, I really, 
I really saw how intentional God was with allowing me to see how broken you were over my sin. And, yeah. it, and it broke me. Like I didn't know how, like in that season, I didn't know, I didn't know how not to be sad. Yeah. Um, you know, like, man, I affected the 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 woman the person that I love the most in this world. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I called my brothers. I remember calling my, my friend Ezekiel and just crying to him uh, on the phone. And it was the first time I ever, like, cried to him and, like, he prayed with me. And God really had to show me that it was that it was mercy for me, mm. that it was grace for me. Like, yeah. and how in Hebrews where it says, you know, come to the, the throne of grace with boldness. Like, I was even afraid to approach his throne because I hurt his daughter so much. And yeah, the weight of my sin um, was just so in my face. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, but it was your, it was your visible repentance. And I think your visible grief that allowed me to be willing, I think, to move forward and figuring out how to love you still. Because it was like, oh, he really does. It's not like I didn't know you love God, but it's like, no, he really does love God and he really does love me because he's affected by how I'm affected. And that means something to me. I think if you were walking around the house, like you need to get over it, it was a mistake. That's not to say I shouldn't have still forgiven you if that was your posture, because I'm supposed to forgive not based on your response, but based on God's command. So I should, I would have still had to forgive you, but I think it was easier to love you (laughs) because I saw that you loved me. Um, And it also showed me how much my, how much you loved me in a weird way. Cause it was like, nobody is this broken over somebody that they don't love. You sure, right? Or this affected. And I was like, wow, like, you know, and all of me allowing the enemy um, to, to lie to me in times you didn't want to be intimate with me. Show me like, no, nah, like this intimacy that she feels, this affection that she feels um, towards me, it's not all just wrapped up in a physical intimacy. Right. Like she deeply cares about me. And the fact that I hurt her so much mm-hmm. is evident of that. And I think Hello? that sometimes men I don't cry. I, I ain't never cried over yeah, no man. Yeah, but I think that I think that I think that sometimes <laughs> the the devil Right not blaming everything on the devil because it's always wanna like put emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. That that not blaming the devil, but a lot of times the devil can tell us lies about our spouse and how they feel about us when they reject us physically. Yeah. And um, that just reminded me like, nah, this woman loves you and that you need to continue in the fight and loving her past, her past. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a, a wake up call for me. For real, for real. So how, how are you fighting now? I'm fighting, to be honest with you, and this is not me, me trying to sound holy and now mm-hmm. self-righteous. I haven't had a desire to watch porn. Like I, I haven't had that desire, and so I, when you have it, because it will come. If it comes again, I think I will. I just have to do what I did before was confess easily, because I I think I I escaped watching porn in the beginning of our marriage quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were, well, you wasn't my main accountability partner, but you were one of my accountability partners, and I think that I have to say, you know what, I, I'm tempted to to do X Y Z. Yeah. Um, with you and, to, and, and to put it out into the light. Yeah, to put it out in the light, and I think that I think that, like I said in the, on the Periscope, that quick confession, 
I still say that it's mm. it's, it's vital. Yeah. The quick confession is is vital. That if you if you justify sin just a little bit, uh, you'll go deeper into it and deeper into mm. it and deeper into it, and then it gets to a point where I'm so deep mm-hmm. I don't even want to confess. I think someone would say, "Why do you think that you haven't been tempted?" Why do I think? Yeah. Um, I think yet. I think I haven't been tempted yet since the since the thing is because I think what's I think the way God exposed my sin really showed me that it wasn't worth it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pain that I felt, yeah. um, the the grief that I felt, you know, the fact that I felt like that took us backwards, yeah. scared me. I remember talking to our pastor about it. And like you said, when I just broke down and cried and the reason why I cried is because I just remembered how hard it was our first year of marriage. Right. I was like, my, I was asking myself like, Preston, you really did something to bring us back there. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like this, it was like this, it was like this grief that I felt yeah. get upset that I just didn't want to feel again. And then I also, I kind of felt like in a weird way, God answered my prayers. Yeah. Cause I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know if I would have confessed that to you quickly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when I felt so much shame about it. And I felt like I was so deep. You into probably it. had to get exposed. I felt like in, in God in his mercy answered. I felt like it was an answer prayer. I asked God, I was like, yo, like, yo, I, I really feel like this thing um, has a hold on me, a weird hold on me. And I and I don't know how to come to my wife about it. Uh, I feel shame about it. Um, but at the same time, like when I'm alone in a, in a hotel room or when Jackie leaves, I feel this comfort. Um, and I don't know how to I don't know how to get rid of it, God. I remember praying that prayer and I believe in a weird way him exposing me was answering that prayer. Um, so I, I, I guess one of the things I want to do is I want to encourage men out there who might be listening to this, um, who sh- struggle with porn, who have struggled with porn, who's currently struggling with porn. I think I just want to encourage you to know that God has given you a way of escape. And a lot of times we tell people to just pray and ask God to help you. But no, the way God has given us help is through his body. And that's one thing that I really, really had to learn was that the the church is God's goodness towards us, that we need to go to people and confess our sins. But also in confessing our sins, we have to know that even though God has given us the body, that people cannot fulfill this void or this emptiness or this, this emotional need that we need. Like we need to run to Jesus. And a lot of times running to Jesus, I think it looks like confessing that sin quickly or um, like literally going to war on the, 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 the wars in your mind and um, how you how you view and how and how you think about sex, because in the same way, I think our our tainted view of sex affects us in a different way. Um, and I think that if we if we submit to to how we feel our wives or our significant others make us feel in a, in a marriage, we can find um, that we will justify us watching porn. Like this is, this is fulfilling a need or this is a, a fulfilling um, some emotional need for us when it's sin, it's sin. And I think that uh, we have to know that it's, 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 it's room at the throne of grace for us to lay it at Jesus feet and be like, yo, I need your help, God. Mm. 
I, I need your help. And to, to, to display that humility quick and fast um, before God and also before your wife, or if you're single before your, your, your pastor or whatever, I think that if we allow our pride to, um, to allow us to sin in it, uh, we get deeper and deeper and deeper, and then we start to justify it, and then all of a sudden, you know, um, you end up like me, where God had to like expose you in order to get it out. So I think also, um, and I don't want to make it seem as if porn is not a struggle for women, but we're uniquely talking about um, our situation as it relates to when your husband, you know, becomes addicted to porn and how you respond to it. I think um, I, I really do think that God cares about how we respond to confession. And I've said this before, and I believe it more now than I did um, then, is that I always want to somehow train myself and beg God to help me to respond to confession of sin and even exposure of sin, how he does. Um, He responds with consequences. Does God discipline those who he loves? Absolutely. There are consequences to sin, but there's also grace. There's also uh, a welcoming. There's also still full acceptance because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so how does that look practically? How that looks is I'm not going to be like the devil. The devil has a pattern or the devil is known for being the accuser of the brethren. And so I don't want to be a woman who in my home is constantly bringing up past sins as a, as a means of shame or as uh, just, just, just in a really, does it make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't, I don't, there's, there's a way to bring up sin for the, the, like this, where it's, we're learning from it, we're teaching through it, we're processing through it versus me bringing it up to shame Preston or to condemn Preston. I don't think that is what God would do. I think that's what a demon would do. Not saying you have a demon, but you acting like one (laughs) when you do that. Um, But I think it's hard to do that, but, but it's hard because it's love. We don't love naturally. Love is a fruit of the spirit. And so you straight up have to beg God the same power that he needs to have self-control. The same power that he needs to flee sexual sin is the same power that I need to be long-suffering. It's the same power that I need to be gentle. It's the same power that I need to have joy. It's the same power that I need to love. And I'll just interrupt you real quick, babe. That was really good. Thank you. I think for the- Even though you interrupted me. I think for the man- and in the marriage, I think that it's very, very important for you not to wallow in self-condemnation or wallow in guilt or shame because one, the shame would have you um, not confessing when you need to confess, when God wants you to be free from it, right? Um, but also when even when it's out on the table in your marriage, it can still have you thinking that you're not righteous enough. And it's like, no, nah, it shows us how unrighteous we are and how much we need Jesus, all of us, not just um, you, but your wife as well. And I think that uh, it helps us to be better husbands when we can, when we can not be, um, be like Christ, but we're not Christ in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And to display, to display that, to show our wives that, you know what, I'm I'm weak and I need Jesus. And um, and for the wives that have grace. To interrupt you like you did me. Petty. You gonna hear me say this a lot throughout this podcast. However, we do this thing. We need Jesus and we need counseling. Get y'all some therapists. Cause a lot of these issues and stuff, 
be these things, these things that we ain't processed through, yes. figured out. So I got a counselor. Preston got a counselor. We we working through some stuff. And so th- those are some applications. To yes. that. Get confess your sin. Get free. Read the Bible. Pray. Get you a therapist. Go to church. Believe God to him who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless and blameless before his presence gloriously. I didn't mess that up with great joy. Jude 124. Uh, amen. Yes. Make sure y'all subscribe. We're going to be doing this thing often. Yeah, man. I, we, we done started. We done started strong. Man. So we're going to see you next week. Yeah, don't be scared to shake my hand if you see me on the public. <laughs> <laughs>